Welcome back to Office Chats, a podcast presented by Madam Blue. I'm your host, Valeria, and today's guests are Kelly Williamson and Shelly Marshall, the founders of True Scoops. True Scoops is a unique ice cream business that offers shelf-stable ice cream mixes to make premium quality ice cream at home. In this episode, we'll be discussing the inspiration behind Kelly and Shelly's idea for True Scoops, plus the challenges they faced while launching their business and the strategies they used to overcome them. We'll also delve into the creative process behind developing their ice cream, as well as their experience raising funds on Kickstarter and more. Let's get into the show. Kelly and Shelly, welcome to Office Chats. I'd love to get started by having you introduce yourselves and tell listeners a little bit about your career backgrounds. I'm Kelly Williamson, co-founder of True Scopes. My background is really around creative production, um, imagery services, creative project management. So a lot of photo shoots and video shoots and 3D imagery creation. So naturally, I kind of lean towards that within the True Scoops space. I'm Shelly Marshall, also co-founder of True Scoops. I have a background in finance and risk management, spent eight years at Deloitte as a senior risk consultant, helping large banks set aside money for things that go bump in the night. Um, I left that in 2017 to start my own ice cream shop with my husband. So ice cream has been on the radar for me for like the last 10 to 15 years. And then True Scoops was founded um, a couple of years ago. Very cool. So how did the two of you meet and decide to start an ice cream business together? We met at ice cream school in 2015, uh, where we were both opening our own separate ice cream businesses. And the start of this journey for True Scoops began three years ago, two and a half years ago, when I was just basically trying to make ice cream for the kids at home. And I didn't quite understand how difficult it was, especially when you have children waiting for something that should have been ready in like an hour. It was ready in six hours. So I realized there has to kind of be an easier way to do, make America's number one dessert. And so I figured there had to be like a Betty Crocker style product that was super simple that you only had to add one ingredient. And with or without an ice cream maker, you could make it really simple um, and have the same quality of experience and product as traditional ice cream. So that's how I kind of came upon um, the idea. Kelly, you know, we had still been in contact from since ice cream school and she kind of helped me with the idea of bringing the formula to a place where it was ready for market. That's how we were able to come together after meeting at ice cream school. Yeah, it was it was like the stars aligning because I was working a very busy, very demanding corporate nine to five. Well, it was more like nine to nine job. And I had gotten laid off from work and it was honestly the best thing that ever happened. And so I had all, magically all, all of a sudden all this free time and Shelly's calling me up being like, can you help me with this? I need, I need some, you know, some extra eyes on this recipe to get this across the finish line. So it's funny the way the universe works, because I always tell her if I was still working at that time, I probably would have never even texted her back because I was too busy. So the fact that this kind of all lined up in that way, really invigorated my love for ice cream and running a business and being an entrepreneur. So when it push came to shove and she's like, you know, instead of just recipe development, do you want to be partner on this? I said, screw it. Let's do it. Sounds like it was meant to be. Yeah. It's been the best. Yeah. So Shelly, you said actually something that 
intrigued me. I've never tried making ice cream from scratch. I had no idea it takes like six hours. That sounds super hard for someone that's impatient, let alone, you know, little kids who are waiting to see the results of something they've been working on. Um, yeah. So I'm curious, what else sets True Scoops apart from other ice cream brands or other ice cream like experiences on the market? Outside of the fact that it's super simple, you literally add the ice cream mix to a bowl at half and half. You mix that with a hand mixer for five minutes, four to five minutes, and then put it right back into the pint and freeze it. You have the option, um, the blessed option of making any flavor you want to. So you can add cookies to the vanilla and you all of a sudden you have cookies and cream. You can add chocolate chips to the chocolate. You can add strawberry shortcakes to the strawberry. So you could literally think of any flavor that you'd always wanted to make, but didn't have the option to do so and make your flavor of your dreams with our, with our ice cream mixes. It's highly yeah. customizable. We always say pints at the grocery store are really stingy with mix-ins. If you're ever rooting around for a ball of cookie dough and there's only like five in your pint and you're sorely disappointed. And so you could add a ton of cookie dough or really whatever combination of mix-ins that you want into like which levels. So it's really a blank canvas. Uh, it's delicious on its own because it's we have chocolate, vanilla bean, and strawberry. You can take those fla base flavors and really kind of explore your creative side. Yeah, that sounds super fun, not just for kids, but like for anyone who is a foodie who wants to like yeah. try inventing their own ice cream mixes and flavors. That's so cool that they're able to customize it that way. Can you tell me more about the steps you took to initially launch the business, including when you decided to raise funds on Kickstarter? Triscoops was launched in 2021, um, way before we started our Kickstarter, which is going on right now that we're in the last week. What we really did is that we decided to bootstrap because the concept of an ice cream mix is super brand new and we didn't want to go out for funding because of that fact. We had to pro provide some mar product market fit first and we're actually still in the middle of doing that, especially with our direct-to-consumer model. But, you know, the, we launched in 2021 and up until now we've been bootstrapping. Will we go out for funding? Um, yes, at some point, but we're, we're trying to get a collective amount of data before we do that, understanding our customer a little bit more. So for now, we'll still do non-equity based type funding and then we'll go out, you know, maybe do an angel round or even a family and friends before we do VC. So that's what we plan to do. And, and outside of that, we just, we'll, we'll just bootstrap until we could take tickets to the next level. Mm -hmm. And because the company is still relatively early, I'm curious, like, are you both taking a hands-on approach to everything or were you like, did you make it a point to divide clear roles for each of you in the business? What does that dynamic look like? I think what really works between Shelly and I is that we're so opposite, even though our names rhyme, you know, we're just her skill set. I mean, even talking about her career history with Deloitte and finance and all of that. And then I got this creative background. We naturally gravitate towards different outlets of the business. We're very collaborative. I mean, we talk all day, every day. She's the person I talk to the most out of anybody on my phone, but we each have our own, you know, lanes that we swim in. And it kind of just, again, oddly works very well, you know, but we, we run through everything together. We work on every project together, but we naturally gravitate towards certain aspects of the business, which is great. That's awesome. Can you walk me through the process of developing your shelf-stable ice cream mixes? It's funny because if we if we go back to when Shelly was creating the recipe, we were trying to take our knowledge of 
frozen ice cream and work with a dry product because we knew we wanted this to be a dry mix for, for its naturally long shelf life versus a perishable liquid mix. And so the, the interesting realization for me when I was helping Shelly was that dry ingredients, even when they're reconstituted to their liquid form, don't react the same way. It's essentially a whole other ball game. And so it was a lot of trial and error, a lot of just like ice cream that was thrown away, which is very sad. And so when we knew we wanted to take our, our old process and really condense it down, make it go from five steps to two steps, we know as business owners, we just don't have the time and energy to dedicate to that additional R&D. So we outsourced this recipe development to a food scientist out in Colorado. We kind of gave him the nuts and bolts of what we were, like our wish list of what we wanted out of this product at the end of the day. And again, it was just um, him taking taking that information and doing trial and error and sending us samples and, and us sending back feedback until we landed on the right one. But the interesting part with that is, even though we had a small benchmark formula, we then had to work with our manufacturer um, who would have to scale that recipe up. Ingredients react different at different measurements. So we had to do a couple of test batches with our manufacturer and we finally approved the new latest and greatest formula just as, as of last week. It's been like an eight month process getting a new formula um, locked in. That's exciting. I mean, who knew how much science and math goes into making ice cream, right? So much. And to get to this specific two-step process, we knew we would need the help of a few special ingredients. And what we really liked about this particular R&D scientist is that he only uses whole foods compliant ingredients. So they're not, you know, artificial preservatives and synthetics, real natural ingredients that would, you know, whole foods would be like, okay, yes, this can be on our shelf. That's great. Now, how did both of your prior ice cream experiences benefit you in the launch and growing of True Scoops? It worked because, you know, we know ice cream and, you know, we know how to talk ice cream. We know what people will want out of a taste, a texture, a visual. The real tricky part is that it's a dry mix. So now we have this, you know, uphill battle of educating a consumer and changing their behaviors and their their thoughts on what ice cream is because it's not just a frozen thing that you get in the freezer at the grocery store now it can be something you can make and customize and you can find in a million different places within a single grocery store just besides the freezer and so part of that consumer education is marketing and branding right so what have your promotional efforts for truce groups been like so far we've actually started off doing paid ads way too early and we we learned our lesson there. So we kind of are not actually doing any marketing outside of organic social posting. We realized building a brand before doing heavy marketing is important um, because we were just throwing away money at paid ads, social and search. And it, it didn't do anything for the brand. And it kind of like held us back from really growing um, a brand and a community. So what we're focused on now is honing in on our, on our message, building up a community of ice cream lovers and people who just creative in the kitchen and, you know, want to do something brand new and then using influencer marketing to drive product trial and awareness. One of the things we learned along the way is that everybody knows cake mix and pancake mix is a pouch of ingredients, but they don't, can't wrap their head around the ice cream mix could be the same thing. 
So I feel like we, we focused a lot on the product the first year of like, this is ice cream mix. This is how you make it. Whereas we're realizing now a lot of people are loving the story of Shelly and Kelly. And if you ask anybody about ice cream, young, old, in between, no matter the gender, people's eyes light up and they get really happy. And so I think one of the with big learnings we've had is that even though we do have to change people's behaviors and, and purchasing power of, you know, how to make and buy ice cream, we also are really just selling an experience and like that emotional connection to ice cream because everybody's got a fun memory you know, Shelly remembers making it in her, you know, home country of Trinidad and Tobago with her grandma. I used to get it up at the beach every single summer. I still do. And I'm 40 years old, you know, so there's, we're really kind of trying to connect with our community on that level of what's their, what's their favorite memory? Can you recreate it or make a new twist on that old favorite? Like, you know, Shelly making coconut ice cream with her grandmother, you know, using true scoops as that platform. And so that's really what our new strategy going forward is. And using these influencers is really getting creative and creating that emotional connection. That sounds like a great strategy to just focus first on, you know, the business, the people behind the business, and then yeah. build that community yeah. before putting money into just amplify what's already there. Exactly. Do you all have a favorite or most memorable moment from your time growing True Scoops that you could share? I think for me, the first one was, so we got accepted into the Target Forward Founders Accelerator Program. And the, I mean, Target to me is, and I think to a lot of people, is like a pretty big name. So we got, they kind of punked us almost because they said, oh, we, you know, we'd like to do the interview process. We have some additional questions for you. And so we signed on thinking like, okay, we have to answer all these like business questions to be like fully prepared. And they were just tricking us because we had gotten accepted into the program. So it was just a surprise moment. And I'm the emotional one on up, me and Shelly. So of course I cried, but like she and I were both doing a little song and dance. It was just like a nice moment to have that validation that, you know, a name like Target really sees who Shelly and I are as founders and friends and what our vision and mission is with the company um, along with the product. And so, yeah, it was like a real, my favorite feel good moment. That's awesome. Shelly, what about you? Um, I don't, I don't particularly have something monumental, but I just realized how people are beginning to see the genius and novelty behind the product, especially the corporate, you know, B2B, some of the larger gifting companies that now because of us, they're able to have an ice cream category where they wouldn't have had one before and we've actually created convenience to them that they didn't have a traditional ice cream so for me that's a win we're spearheading this new category that didn't exist before what was your experience in the target accelerator program like we met a lot of founders like ourselves who are you know in the early mid, mid to early stages in their brands uh, we realized that people have the same problems marketing not knowing your customer sales, not enough sales, not enough capital, you know, not understanding how to do email, SMS, all, all the things that we struggle with. But the valuable part is that we have access to target buyers and people in the industry that kind of know, you know, how to succeed on shelf, especially in a large store like Target. So it's a it's like an in, but not really. You have to still be ready. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a place for, if you have a question, you can just 
there's a Slack channel for the alumni. You just ask anyone and it's it's an easy way for us to, like you cannot succeed in getting into Target because they've created all the avenues for you to be able to do so. That's so great to have a community and just like a sounding board of people who can relate to what you're going through. Yeah, yeah. it's super important. You know, it's running a business and Shelly and I talk about it all the time. It can be very isolating because if your family and friends don't, run their own business they don't know what it's like and so you know to have that little community of other founders who again like Shelly said are all going through the same thing making the same mistakes we're able to support each other help each other out you know vent but also just make friends with it you know it opens a lot of other doors well congrats again on getting into that accelerator that's awesome can you speak to maybe some of the biggest challenges you faced while growing your business We've made so many mistakes. <laughs> I, th- I think for me, one of the ones that kind of hits, hits home the hardest is, uh, you know, we, we were negotiated down a, a payment for a large order and we still haven't been paid for that order. And, and it's, it's really challenging for us, especially since we're so lean as a business with our cash flow, that I think we've learned push back more rather than just say like, oh yeah, no problem. You know, cause there's all this excitement and momentum built up, but you know, there's a lot of challenges that come along the way if you just, you know, say yes to everything. So I think we learned a valuable lesson with that. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's a great reminder too, that making mistakes is totally normal. It's part of the process and it's just all about how you respond and recover. Exactly. And I mean, you know, we're trying to see the silver lining in it too. You know, Shelly's always said, you know, because of this particular instance that happened, like it's teaching us to operate really lean and, you know, really be mindful of every dollar that's leaving our bank account. So we're, we're definitely taking lessons away from all of these situations that we're, we're putting ourselves through. Mm-hmm. That's good. How do you stay motivated and inspired in your work when times get tough? I think for me, honestly, I'm very emotional about things and I'm so glad I have Shelly as a partner because she's such a sharpshooter and sees so much opportunity for us to just keep going and, you know, sees the big picture, which I think is incredibly helpful for me and motivating for me because she'll oftentimes just say like, Kelly, get over it. It's fine. Like we got, we have other work to do. Like, let's move forward. This isn't, you know, this isn't the hill to die on. Um, so that's really for me. But Shelly, what do you think? What motivates you? I'm motivated because I'm a Black woman living in the U.S. and I've created a category that I know that will blow up, but that others will follow, hopefully not too soon. Others will follow <laughs> and try to, um, you know, we're building a category here and we're the first to do it. We're not the first, but we're the first to do it for grocery. And um, I'm motivated by that fact. You know, when we reach out to customers and potential people who have the potential to be investors and they listen to the whole concept of the story, um, you see the wheels turning in their heads because they realize it's a genius product. And it's only a matter of time before we get to a place where we're a hundred million dollar brand. So that's that's what I feel is my motivation. I already see the journey is going to be long, but the end of the tunnel is going to be sweet. I love it. I love how you, you know, you both are so clear on that long-term vision, which I feel like is the perfect yeah. fuel to keep the engine of the business running. 
Yeah, we were lucky in the beginning when we were first talking about becoming partners that our end goal for this business was we were each aligned automatically. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And so I think having that mutual agreement on how we see the business going, like what our, you know, one, three, five, 10 year plan is, having that agreement without issue really kind of sealed the deal. And then it was like, okay, let's, let's get to work. Let's mm-hmm. make it happen. And like you said, there's bumps, bumps along the way, big ones, little ones every day, but we just plow through it because like Shelly said, there's definitely something sweet, no pun intended, waiting for us at the end of that tunnel. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned, you know, recently nailing down a formula that you were happy with, you know, you have plans to be in, in retailers. Can you talk about any more upcoming plans or projects in the works for truth groups that listeners can know about? Well, we're definitely planning to do brand collabs where we know that there could be limited edition holiday flavors or special flavors, let's just say for National Ice Cream Month, where we can partner up with a cookie brand or a pretzel brand or chocolate company where we're creating custom flavors on shelf that are just going to be available for that season. And it gives the exposure of doing a brand collab with a brand like Partake or a brand like Gold Coast or Hue Chocolate or anyone that we see would be closely aligned and we kind of have the same customer base so that's what I'm looking forward to to starting probably not this year because the pints are launching this year but maybe for the holidays or maybe for Valentine's Day or for National Ice Cream Month next year the sky's the limits in in terms of brand collabs so I see us doing really well there yeah I think the customization aspect of the product makes the opportunities just endless specifically from a marketing perspective but also on the consumer and like the experience yeah. they can have with one product can be different in so many ways, depending on the customization. Yeah, absolutely. What is each of your favorite ice cream flavors? My favorite flavor is rum and raisin. I'm from the Caribbean and that's my go-to flavor. She's made it for me before and it's excellent. I, I'm kind of, I'm from New England, born and raised. So I'm kind of just like a purist. I like anything with mint, like mm. mint chocolate chip, mint Oreo, and the nice thing is, and like you could do with our vanilla bean or the chocolate base, add in some peppermint extract. And, you know, if you like it green, you could add food coloring. I am a green mint chocolate chip person. And then with our hot fudge sauce mix, because we also have the sauce mixes, it's an extra delicious combination. Mm, that sounds amazing. Well, Kelly and Shelly, I like to close out each episode by asking our guests to provide a few words of wisdom. So what is your biggest piece of advice for founders and entrepreneurs? If you're thinking about it, just go for it and to seize the opportunity. I, you know, speaking from just like personal experience, I get very skittish and scared and riddled with anxiety and, you know, imposter syndrome is a very real thing. And I I experience it all the time, but you have to seize the opportunity and just go for it. It's better to try and fail than to not try at all. A lot of people just sit around with ideas on pen and paper and they never just, they never get up and just start somewhere. And a lot of, a lot of the times there are people who are less smart than them who are way ahead of the game and just leave them in the dust because they want things to be perfect. Like when I started, when I opened up my ice cream shop, it was four white walls. And if you walked in, you would think it was a coffee shop. If you didn't see the ice cream cabinet, you know why? Because my husband and I, we used up all our money. I had gotten laid off from Deloitte right before we opened the shop, right before I had my second baby, I was five months pregnant. So I took my severance, I took my savings and we opened up the shop. 
Did we have money for a lot of things that we have? No, absolutely not. But we needed to do it and we did it. And then, well, you know what we did? We tweaked along the way. Right now, I'm about to go paint a menu board because we wanted it to be a different color than when we first started five years ago. Uh, and stuff is still happening. We, what we did is we built a community. People trusted us that we had one, some of the best Caribbean ice cream in Brooklyn. And now we have a cult following for our product. But did I wait one year thinking that I was going to work for maybe Ernst & Young or PwC when I got laid off? I would have never done that. I would have never opened that shop. So piggybacking on if you have an idea, don't wait to start doing something because you know what you'll see someone on shark tank with that same idea and they'll get bought out for 300 million dollars from a big corporation like unilever when you could have just done it and it's never too late either like shelly and i are both 40 sorry to reaffirm our ages but you know i think a lot of people are scared because they're like well i should have done that when i was in my 20s and it's never too late to start something and it's fun and it gives you like purpose to feel productive and you know explore your passion so and don't it. think you need an and don't think you need an MBA either because I have one from a really good school and I didn't need it to start the business. So don't feel like you need to have all these qualifications. And if all else fails, just Google it. You know how much times I Google stuff that I I could never find in a textbook, and I've asked a hundred questions, even if I'm embarrassed. I'm like I need, I really need you to figure out something, figure something out. I ask people all the questions in the world because it's once you're one step away from not figuring something out and doing it men do it all the time they have no qualms in asking for what they want and i feel like especially women-owned businesses we're very timid to ask for what we want or what we need and we get left in the dust so yeah that's my parting words i feel so inspired right now but so true that you know the first thing that you ever launch is never going to be good it's never going to be perfect so there's really no point in just delaying and like Shelly yeah. said, and Kelly, you were saying the same thing, like you're going to improve as you go on. And I always yeah. seek perfection and Shelly's the one that's always like, get, get over it. We got to move forward. And that's, if you're not embarrassed by it and you waited too long, I was embarrassed by my <laughs> shop. People, people were like, what is, when you selling it? I'm like, oh, we're selling ice cream. Come take a try. I was literally embarrassed, but we did, we had to make it work. We had a, a we had a two month old and we had an 18 month old and we needed to start making money. So yeah, if you're not embarrassed by it, you waited too long. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, thank you both so much for joining me. This has been so fun. I'd love to end the episode by having you let everyone know where they can keep up with you and True Scoops online and on social media. Our website and social handle are all the same. It's maketruescoops.com or the social handle, obviously just at make, M-A-K-E-T-R-U-E-S-C-O-O-P-S. Thank you so much to Kelly and Shelly for joining the podcast and thank you to everyone listening. I hope you join us next week for a new episode of Office Chats. <laughs>